My friend Kyle recently became an uncle for the second time. I was so excited for him. I know how much he loves his niece, Isla, and he shared a video with me of his older niece with her new baby sister, and the baby was doing that newborn cry, you know, that really just high, gets-to-your-bone kind of newborn cry. And that cry still affects me on a deeply physical level. So much so that I had to turn the video off. I couldn't enjoy the beauty of the moment. And today I'm going to share with you a little more about my postpartum experience and how through the crushing darkness of depression and the overwhelming fear of anxiety I experienced during that time, it ultimately led me to a place of incredible self-discovery and helped me to become and continue to become the best, not just the best mother, but the best version of myself that I ever could have imagined. So if that tickles your fancy, then stay tuned. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome. If you guys don't know me yet, hello, my name is Rochelle and my postpartum experience really was the catalyst to deep inner healing in my life. It brought a ton of awareness into my life that I had been dealing with anxiety and depression for as long as I could remember, but I wasn't aware of it. And so I wasn't able to make any positive steps towards healing myself. And once I had that extreme postpartum experience, I knew that I needed to get help or I was going to go down a very dark path. And so I'm going to share more about that today. My goal is to, first of all, just let you know that if you're having an experience similar to mine, that you're not alone, to validate what you're going through, to offer support and encouragement, and to share with you some things that really helped me that I feel will help you if you are in a place where you are ready to reach out and get help. Yeah, actually, I should warn you guys to like, this is going to be a bit of a darker episode here. So, you know, be fully aware that you may be triggered. This may bring up uncomfortable emotions for you. Um, but if, you, if you're kind of like the kind of woman who I think is probably listening to this, you're already experiencing them. So if at any time during this podcast you feel overwhelmed, just pause it, take a break, take some deep breaths, drink some water, just take in what you can and what you feel like you need and leave the rest. So a little bit of backstory on me is that I had always wanted to be a mom. I had lots of nieces and lots of nephews. I worked with kids for years and years while I was little in church and the nursery and then in summer camps and I babysat a lot and it was all I ever really wanted to do with my life be a mom, be a wife, have a family. I was married when I got pregnant. I was trying to get pregnant. So it was really the perfect kind of situation. You know, we had a house, we had 
a dog and a cat in the yard. We had our family in town to offer us support. You know, we had everything that you quote unquote need or would ever desire before launching into your life with a child. And so I was actively excited to become a mom. When I had my daughter, we had a very smooth delivery. There were no complications. And somehow that first night when I was in the hospital holding my daughter, I just felt this overwhelming sense of fear, of being trapped, And I just kept thinking to myself, what have I done? My daughter was born three weeks before Christmas and I was sitting in my hospital room. Thank goodness I had a private room. I had brought a little radio from home and it was, I don't know, probably four in the morning. And the radio was playing these Christmas songs about the new Christ child and I grew up religious, so there's a lot of stuff for that that was triggering to me, but I just felt this overwhelming sadness. I felt so alone. I felt so isolated. You know, my husband was there with me, but even though this was, you know, the pinnacle of everything I had ever wanted, I found myself just lying in this hospital bed, overwhelmed with emotion and just feeling like... I, I just didn't know what to do. I felt like I was not good enough to raise this child. I felt like I was going to fail. And it was just, it was just this flood of sadness. And I assumed that it was hormonal. So I kind of pushed it aside. I mean, I was in survival mode for those first few days. You guys know what it's like those first few days, especially if it's your first baby. You don't know what the fudge is going on like you're not getting any sleep people are coming into your room at all times of day all your family wants to visit there's a lot going on and so kind of just made it for a few the first couple days we spent three nights in the hospital and during that morning that final morning the doctor came in to check us out and this is the doctor I had been seeing since I was 12 years old he knew me I knew him And he came in and he's like, yeah, everything looks good. You guys are good to go. And when he let us know that we were going to be leaving the hospital, I started having shakes. I didn't know what a panic attack was at the time, but my body was just shaking. And our daughter was in the little hospital bassinet thing. And I asked my husband to come and get into the hospital bed with me and just hold me because I was feeling so overwhelmed. And so he did. I ate some crackers and I talked to one of the nurses and I remember her being surprised that the doctor was clearing me to go home because I was clearly having some emotional distress. But, you know, it just was what it was. And so we packed up our daughter. We went home. I remember being terrified to put her in the car seat, terrified to get in the car with her, just like suddenly aware of all these awful things that could happen to her and take her away from me and that I was responsible for this human 
and I didn't know how to protect her. That's really how I felt. And so we got home and we kind of tried to settle in and, you know, I thought the first few days at home would be really comforting because now we're at least in our own space. It's not like a sterile hospital environment. Mind you, this was pre-COVID, so it was not as intense as it would have been during COVID, but it was still, you know, an uncomfortable space to be in. And so we got home, I had the dog, we had the cat, we had all our, you know, comfort of home type stuff. My husband at the time, Dorian, his dad had come over and brought a bunch of food so we didn't have to like make food for a few days. Literally everything you could have ever imagined that would make it easy on a new parent, new couple of parents. Um, but things didn't get better. And in fact, they got much worse. So... You know, people talk about the baby blues, having those first couple of weeks be really up and down and like you're crying a lot and your emotions are just everywhere because of the hormonal shift that birth brings. And I was just like, this cannot be baby blues. Like I've never heard anyone explain this in a book that I read or a course that I took. Like, you know, we were educated. We did all the things. We took our prenatal classes. And no one ever talked about these feelings that I was having. And thank goodness, again, for my amazing sister, Crystal. She was living in Alberta at the time. And her and her kids came out to visit and meet the baby. It was really good timing because it was just right before Christmas. So it was a good time for her to come visit anyways. Um, But it was a surprise, and so they showed up at our house one day, and I was like, yes, thank you, thank you for coming. And when it was just her and I one time in the house, the kids were with the baby, and my, my husband then had her, and Crystal was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I don't think I'm doing very well, and I kind of told her what had been going on for me. And she said, well... If you get to a point where you feel like you can't handle your child, if you can't handle your day-to-day tasks, then you really should reach out and get help. And she shared a little bit about her postpartum experience and, you know, she didn't really experience depression, not at least to the level that I was experiencing it, but She talked about how she was definitely, you know, the first few weeks were really hard and down and not feeling like herself and stuff, but I'm sure that as the empathic goddess she is, she was able to pick up that I was not doing well. And so they left and her saying that to me was kind of the permission that I needed to be like, okay, something is wrong and I need to get help. And so I kept that in my mind. I didn't quite reach out for help yet. But around the time my daughter was probably 10 days old, this all happened very quickly as well, just so you know. Like some women find that their postpartum symptoms don't start for a couple months. They can be any time within the first year that they come on is what the books say. Um And for those of you guys who really don't know me, I do have my perinatal mood and anxiety disorder certification. So I do, I'm not like, you know, a trained mental health professional, but I have done some education and a lot of research and a lot of speaking with moms and working as a coach in maternal mental health. So 
I do have a pretty solid grasp on what we're talking about here. And I decided to just kind of let it go a little bit longer and just see because we're always so resistant to help, right? We, we live in a society that values solitude and strength and the ability to just get shit done and not reach out and ask for help. And that's one of the other reasons I wanted to do this is because that is the wrong way to approach motherhood. And starting from a it takes a village to raise a child mentality right from the onset is right where we all need to be, especially raising kids in the social media age. So um, around 10 days was when I noticed that I was having these terrible thoughts. Terrible thoughts of me, not necessarily me harming myself, but also trigger warning here. I'm going to describe the intrusive thought that I have, not in great detail, but because I know there are women out there who think that what they're having is suicidal thoughts and they're they're not typically, but also to say that if you're having any kind of thoughts that are concerning you, reach out now. Do not wait. Call your doctor. Call a crisis line. Check yourself into emergency. Do whatever you have to do to get the help that you need. So I was having this image one day. I was putting away the dishes from the dishwasher and I took one of the knives and there was just this image of a knife cutting a wrist. It was not necessarily me doing this. It wasn't necessarily my wrist or me holding the knife, but it scared the shit out of me. And I kind of just remember dropping the knife, closing the dishwasher and getting my husband. And I went to him and I said, Dorian, I think I'm having suicidal thoughts. And he said, okay, let's call the doctor. We called the doctor. We got in that day. We explained what had been going on, the images I was having, the panic attacks I was having, the inability to sleep despite being incredibly exhausted, the loneliness, the isolation, the sadness, just this heavy feeling in my body that was just so undesirable. And he said, okay, sounds like you have got postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety this is what we can do. So we then got into talking about different options of treatment and he said, I recommend that you go to a support group and I'll help you connect with one. I recommend that you start going to one-on-one therapy. I recommend that you start taking antidepressants and I also recommend that you take some anti-anxiety medication so you can get your sleep under control for a period of time. I was so uncomfortable with his diagnosis and his prescribed method for healing. I was like, no medication, no. Like up to that point in my life, I had been the type of person who didn't even want to take an Advil. Like I was all about your body is trying to tell you something when it's experiencing pain. So just let it tell you what it needs to tell you and um, you'll make it through. You're strong. It's all good. But this was the next level. I mean, even at birth, that's when my my um, aversion to pain relievers started to just totally go out the window. You know, I ended up getting an epidural. I wanted to just have a natural birth plan and no drugs, very granola. And it was just way too intense for me to handle on my own. And I was like, thank God there are epidurals like I was so grateful for it and so 
I was sitting in the doctor's office crying. Our newborn was in her little car seat thing. My husband was just looking at me and he just said, please try this, Rochelle. Like you are not yourself and you have a family now. Like please try this. So I decided to go ahead and give it a try. All of it. All of it. I went full in in the healing journey. I was already so vulnerable and like at my absolute lowest point. There was no there was no possible way that I was going lower unless it was to attempt to take my life. And I knew now that I had a reason to fight, which was my child, I knew that I had to give it everything that I had and at least try to get better. So we walked out of there with a couple of prescriptions and some contact information and thus began my healing journey. The The journey that I went down was very much um, crisis management. It was what do I need to do right now to just make it through the moment. Like I was in survival mode for a solid eight weeks after my daughter was born and it was terrible and to make things worse it was Christmas it was Christmas and I was having these you know we showed up for family events and I was just checked out and people were you know the worst part about it is because our society focuses how much on how we look versus how we feel people were like wow you look amazing because I had dropped all the weight because I was not eating I was not sleeping I was a nervous wreck but Nobody was really looking into my soul and like seeing how I was actually feeling. They were just paying attention to how I looked and I looked great. You know, you can disguise a lot when you put makeup on. And so we did our family shit. We got through those first few weeks where it was just like I basically stayed home. My husband had to take a leave of absence from work because I didn't trust myself to be left alone with our child. He was basically taking care of the newborn, everything around the house, our pets, and myself. Um, I couldn't even care for myself, you guys. That's how bad it was. Even like I remember trying to get my daughter into the car and drive to the support group for new moms that were experiencing postpartum mental health issues it was a 10 minute drive and it was like that day it consumed me and the few days leading up to it I couldn't think about anything else it was like okay I gotta I'm gonna have to like get her diaper bag together and like what happens if this happens and playing out all these scenarios that were not going to occur but my mind was out of control and Then I was also having the panic attack. So like literally just surviving the moment for the first eight weeks of my daughter's life is what I was going through. And if you're going through it, my heart really goes out to you. And I I will share some things that helped a lot. Um, But just know that if you are having that experience, that it will not last forever. And it's unfortunately just a very normal part of the postpartum depression, anxiety roller coaster. So my support group was a saving grace through that time. I know that because COVID has happened, a lot of things have shut down, but we're, we're pretty much on the other side of that now. I know that some things have changed and may not go back to the way that they were. If you have the opportunity to go to a place where you can meet with women face-to-face and really 
feel their feelings and be there to cry together and laugh together because it's not all doom and gloom, right? And not everyone will have your intense experience if that's what you're having. Like there are some women who feel detached from their babies. There are some women who are just dealing with the darkness but not the anxiety or just the panic attacks but not the darkness. And there's a range of experiences and that's why it's so beautiful to go and get tapped into a community of women who understand what the fuck you're going through because you know nobody understood nobody else in my life understood and you know people like my mom and my aunt and stuff like they were incredibly supportive but they didn't understand right because they just hadn't had that experience and so it's really important that's the first piece of advice is you need to surround yourself with people who understand what you're going through and who are totally willing to offer their support to you and I really would advise to stay away from Facebook groups online communities are typically not the best place of support um having said that I am creating my own online community and I will put the link to that in the description box below so you guys are more than welcome to come and be there and the main reason that that is going to be different is because I'm going to moderate it, you know, like I'm going to make sure that everybody is actually being supportive and that it's not all just stories of doom and gloom and I'm going to share and I'm going to be there to support you guys so definitely consider that but somewhere else that you can go if for some reason you can't get into an in-person support group is... um postpartum support international they have a ton of different support groups that meet online every single week they have lgbtq plus ones they have groups for um marginalized individuals they have um groups just for dads like all kinds of different support groups so please check them out postpartum support international and that is by the way who i did my training with so very amazing fucking organization. I can't recommend them enough. Um, so anyways, to get back into something, the things that I did and some things that can help you are getting connected to a community where the women understand and are actually trying to support you. Next is one-on-one therapy. This is really like, if you haven't done therapy before, it's a godsend. It is just a place where you can go lay it all out on the table, talk about everything that you're feeling and not be judged. And if you connect with a counselor who's actually awesome and you feel connected and supported with, they're going to give you coping tools and techniques and they're going to help you just really get through that time. The next thing is obviously the medication. So there's a variety of different medications. There was the anti-anxiety medication and the antidepressant medication. The anti-anxiety medication for me was temporary. It really helped me just calm down. Like it was, um, it took me from a state of being like consistently panicky unable to gain control of my breath and my body and I was just not able at that time because I was so exhausted to calm my nervous system down in any other way and I also didn't know any other way number one way to do that is breath work by the way um but when you're postpartum and you're so exhausted if you just don't have the energy sometimes just having a little bit of support to just take you down a notch and be able to get some sleep can be all the difference in the world 
obviously I wouldn't recommend this if you are co-sleeping with your baby I wouldn't recommend this if you are alone all the time like I said I had my partner with me um, at least in the initial time that I took it so we knew that it was not going to affect me in a terrible way because I have had other medications that I've been on through the past few years and there was one of them that made me faint there's some that make you sick like you want somebody with you that first time so definitely if you consider going on medication for anxiety and you are dealing with a substance that can be habit forming really going into it with the mindset of this is a period of time and this is not going to be something that I'm going to allow myself to continue on forever but if you just need to like stabilize and get some sleep it's okay it's really okay um, and then there's the antidepressant medication and this is where I wish I had made a different choice so antidepressants are a whole another ballpark and obviously this is just my experience and you're gonna have to make your own decisions but what I can tell you is the aim of oh my gosh I have a kitten and I just let her out of her room her little space and now she's trying to scale the chair Dinah is safely in my room with the door closed the whole point of antidepressant medication is to increase the amount of serotonin in the body most people have this false belief that the majority of serotonin is produced in our brains and so we get these medications that are meant to produce more serotonin in the brain but the truth of the matter is that 90% of serotonin is actually produced in our gut. So being someone who went the route of taking antidepressants and now eight years later have not been able to get off of them, um, I really highly recommend working on your gut health. And there's... You know, you're going to have to do your own research and talk to your doctor and maybe talk to a naturopath and do just at the end of the day, all of this, you do what feels right for you because it's your body, it's your life, it's your spirit, it's your healing journey. Um, but I can tell you that I have tried to get off antidepressants several times over the last eight years and it has not gone well. Um, even though I've done it like according to plan and like gradually coming off of them and stuff like that, um, it just has not gone well for me. And that's just my experience too, right? Somebody else might have a completely different experience. Uh, but working on your gut health and really making sure that you are eating as clean as possible and taking supplements and just really tending to yourself on that level, antidepressants I feel are kind of like they're not a quick fix because they don't make you feel better <laughs> right away anyways at least for most people it takes a few weeks and so if you're gonna have to wait like six to eight weeks anyways my suggestion and what I wish I had done is just to like get on a really healthy um really healthy diet and start taking supplements and make sure that you have the things in your gut that you're supposed to lots of you know particularly working on uh, the microbiome in your gut health and all kinds of stuff like that. I'm not a gut health expert, you guys, but actually I do have a friend who's a gut health expert and she is on Instagram. Her name is Carla Westerby and I will link her information down below too. I'll link my Instagram profile down here too. 
But if you guys want to get on the train to better gut health, absolutely do it. I didn't discover gut health until my daughter was about six. Um, so it's been about two years. And in that time, I, I have noticed just how much better my body feels in general. And I've decreased my medication a little bit. I'm still not off of it, but I have a lot of hope that doing it this way is going to be much more beneficial than the ways that I tried in the past. So medication for depression, anti-anxiety medication, taking care of your gut, getting support, whether that is one-on-one counseling or in a group setting, and I recommend both. Those are all things that you can really do to really encourage yourself. But those are all things that are kind of They're great to do, but there's really two things that I tell my clients and everybody that I run into, I talk about them on social media, two things that you should really be doing to get yourself feeling stable again. So one of them when you're dealing with depression is gratitude. Gratitude is a game changer. I did not develop a gratitude practice until I was in that deep dark state because I knew that if I couldn't find something to be grateful for I was going to kill myself and I know that that sounds really extreme and like oh okay sure or maybe it sounds offensive but that is where I was I was literally every day waking up and just being like okay well I'm here like I woke up I'm doing this I don't know what else to do but I'm I'm grateful that I haven't decided to give up and so stating what you're grateful for is great but honestly write it down if you take nothing else from this if you can just write down one thing you're grateful for every day it's so powerful because it will shift the way that you view the world over time and in your journey as a mom that's gonna be really fucking key for you (laughs) is being able to no matter what's going on look at things through the lens of okay What can I be grateful for here? What can I learn from this? How is this happening to serve me, not just to me? This is happening for me, not to me. It's a really subtle thing that you can do that will shift your mindset in a huge way. And it's very powerful. The second thing is breath work. So when you're anxious, basically what's going on is for whatever reason, whether you're actually in danger or not, your brain thinks you're in danger and it sets in this series of events within your body, the fight or flight response, and you just get ready to take on whatever is coming at you, even if there's nothing coming at you. And so that is when we experience the physical sensations of anxiety. And the way that we calm down that part of the nervous system the sympathetic part of the nervous system is by activating the parasympathetic nervous system. And the way that we do that is through breath work, which is a specifically long intentional exhales. So taking deep breaths in and making sure that the breaths we take out are even longer. So a great way to do that is to just breathe in for the count of two and then breathe out for the count of four and just do that over and over and over. And honestly, if you're in a place where you're having like severe panic attacks, it might take you an hour of doing that on the floor in the fetal position before you start to feel any kind of relief. But if you do it, that is a scientifically guaranteed way to restore your body to a place of balance. 
And again, like gratitude, if you can just commit to doing some breath work every single day, two minutes, first thing when you wake up in the morning, or maybe not if you have an infant, but whenever you can fit in five minutes of time for yourself every day, and I know you're probably thinking that you can't, but the truth is that you must. This is the best time to start tending to yourself right now, early days of motherhood. Just take those five minutes, literally set a timer, write down one thing that you're grateful for, and then practice breath work until the timer runs out. Those two things can change your life. And I know that that sounds insane, but I'm telling you guys, as somebody who went through that incredibly dark postpartum time, made it out, began to feel empowered, and actually found myself for the first time as a mom, and then became so brave and you know I ended up actually deciding to be a single mom because the path that I had been led down that I thought I wanted was not actually what I wanted and if I hadn't taken the time to develop those grounding habits as a new mom I don't know where I'd be today and I don't want to know because I know that my postpartum experience occurred so that I can help other women get through theirs and I know that there is, there's so much more for women out there who feel like they're just stuck at home being moms. There's so much more for you. And that doesn't mean that you have to go to work or start doing other stuff or leave your kid and not be home. Like, and it doesn't mean you have to get divorced and like do all these crazy things, but we've really lost sight of our divine potential that lies within And the first step to being able to really expand our lives and find ourselves as mothers and on our own is to stabilize in our mental health. So that's why I'm so passionate about that. That's why I'm so excited about this. If this is resonating with you guys, then you definitely want to reach out to me, um, whether through its email, I'll leave my email below or Instagram uh, or Facebook. I'll leave all my links below because I am just about ready to launch a completely free program that is everything that I've talked about today plus a shit ton more everything that I used to successfully maneuver my postpartum experience I put it all together into a really easy online course it's designed to be two minutes a day like this is not going to add stress to your life it's going to help you immensely and it's completely free because i believe that any woman who is struggling to the point where i was struggling deserves to just have that support and get through that time without you know having to go into intense debt or just doing it unsupported or whatever like it's we need to be a community again and um I'm so excited to be able to offer support to you guys. So thank you for listening. If you made it this far in the podcast, holy shit, I'm proud of you. (laughs) Um, You're doing awesome. And this is going to pass. You will not feel this way forever, okay? You will get better. You will find joy again. You will feel happy and peaceful and calm again. I promise you. And um, sounds like it's time for me to go make my breakfast. So love that timing. Thank you guys for being here and we will speak soon. Bye.